Hi there. I wanted to take a quick moment to share my story with you and tell you just a little bit about how it led to my work as a women's leadership coach and educator. So what you need to know about me is that I was a very hungry, sharp, mature professional at a young age. And as a result, I was quickly promoted to multiple leadership roles in the early years of my higher education career. So I had no real professional leadership training when I took on these roles, but I was making changes and impressing my boss every step of the way. Since I continued to get promoted, I thought I was a natural leader. But what actually happened was that I mistook the rush of external validation when I pleased my boss for excellent leadership. And it was shockingly easy to do because my metrics were off. It wasn't until I advanced up the ladder that I began to understand essential leadership strategies and skills. And you know what I discovered on my journey? I realized I had been a shitty boss many times in lots of ways. How does someone accidentally become a shitty boss, you ask? Well, sadly, it's actually pretty easy and I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but first let's back up so I can help you understand my story just a little bit more intimately. So I grew up being told by a badass single mother that the sky was the limit. I often heard things like, Leslie will be our next president one day. My mom was so proud of who I was becoming and she made sure I knew it. And I trusted her opinion because from the first day I can remember, I watched my mom fight for her success with a lot of strength and a lot of resilience. She ended an abusive marriage despite having two children under the age of two years old at the time. And I watched her study relentlessly evenings and weekends to earn her bachelor's degree while raising those two wild girls and still working full time. Then I watched her keep going as she earned her master's degree a few years later. I thought my mom was unstoppable and truly that all women were unstoppable. I mean, aren't we? <laughs> so I didn't really pay attention to gender norms when I joined the boys flag football team in fifth grade because I loved sports and I wanted to give it a try. I proudly wore Old Spice deodorant throughout junior high because I liked the way it smelled and I needed a break from all things cucumber, melon, and sweet pea, if you know what I'm saying. And although it made my heart sink, I pretended not to notice when the guy I adored in high school called me bossy under his breath after I politely requested his attention at rehearsal. He was goofing off and my literal title was director, yet somehow I was the one out of line in this scenario. Message received. That was my first memory of how I began betraying myself in my identity as a woman leader. It was ever so slight at first. I pretended I was cool with the exchange of being perceived as frigid for the ability to carry out my vision and lead people toward it. And looking back, I think I did this because I always had a way of being able to see the bigger picture. It was natural for me to put all of the individual pieces of a puzzle together into one complete image. I'm really good at knowing how to arrange the best parts of people so we can all make something great. Although I didn't understand it to be leadership at the time, I knew I wanted to do that. I, I knew that it felt really good when I was in the zone. So accepting the bossy label seemed like it was a rather small, low-risk exchange at the time. And 
besides Little Miss Bossy over here, went on to win a leadership award and college scholarship as a result of an essay she wrote about said experience. Nevertheless, she persisted. Spoiler alert, despite my poker face, I wasn't actually cool enough to not care what people thought of me. And in fact, I cared a lot. The real truth is deep down and no matter how much I practiced the fake it till you make it mindset, I always wanted to make people happy. Ultimately, I never stopped wanting people to like me. So I had two very real competing narratives in my head. I desperately longed to be liked while I also forced myself to act cool about being perceived as a bitch. And here's where the shitty boss part comes in. So despite my outward success, I struggled more than I realized inwardly in the early days of my professional career. At the time, I didn't have the language, but I now know that I had been struggling with imposter syndrome. And I didn't know the first place to look for professional guidance and mentoring. And as a result, I overcompensated. I had betrayed myself years ago when I allowed the label as bossy or bitchy to become my truth. I subconsciously believed that the people I managed inherently didn't like me. And now you know that was really important to me. So I let my imposter syndrome speak for me sometimes. It showed up in the way I ran my meetings. It showed up in my presentations and pitches. It showed up in the decisions I made as well as the ones I failed to make. It showed up in how I supervised people and my imposter syndrome definitely showed up in my work-life balance. Sound familiar? I have some pretty embarrassing stories, let me tell you. But those stories became the foundation of my curiosity and the reason I began studying women's leadership. I also have many successes under my belt too, like becoming an assistant vice president by 31. When I began to progress in my career and my education, I began to understand how social conditioning and gender norms really still do matter in the workplace. The contemporary barriers women face are no longer outright and obvious discrimination. Rather, and just as sinister, the barriers show up in things like financially undervalued jobs that women are more likely to hold. They show up in the stalled careers of women with children, unlike our male coworkers with children, and in the narrow and treacherous path only some of us successfully navigate to the top. Despite all of my early years of empowerment, despite my hunger, despite my hard work, and despite my repeated success, I learned there were still very real obstacles for women navigating the workplace. And the more I studied leadership, the more I understood these issues to be consistent across nearly every industry. And the more women I talked to, the more our stories seemed to resonate with one another. Being a woman in the workplace means that at one time or another, we have made ourselves smaller for a perceived professional trade-off. We have worried about being warm enough to be liked, yet competent enough to be trusted at the same time. We have padded our directives with extra pretty pleases, sorries, justs, and maybes. We have withheld feedback out of fear that someone won't be able to regulate their own emotions and blame us for being bitches. You know, that fine line between bossy and director. While that might have been the first time I remember it, it definitely wasn't the last time I was made to feel small 
for simply doing my job. I've dedicated my career to women's leadership development because I believe women shouldn't be guessing how to navigate their leadership abilities on top of other very real challenges like the broken rung. Check out my last podcast to hear all about that one. It's only 10 minutes long. I've taken what I've learned in my educational endeavors and my years of experience as a seasoned leader, and I provide research-based strategies for women to learn and practice the important skills they need to transform their success. If you think that people don't really need to learn how to be leaders, they just figure it out as they go along, well, that could be true. But it's also true that it takes a lot longer to get where we're going without the tools that can make it a lot easier. And it's also true that we tend to make more mistakes when we don't invest in learning about things that we don't know. So I really believe that when our jobs require that we lead, we must invest in our own development. We must accept the challenge if we accept the job. If you're interested in working with me, head over to my website, leadwithdrlesley.com to learn more. And make sure to follow at Dr. Leslie Hughes on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, and YouTube for bite-sized learning and conversations.